You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We welcome in the Hall of Famer, the General John McClain. He, of course, is our senior Texans columnist at SportsRadio610.com. Also does work for GalleriesSports.com. John, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Great to be on with you. Thank you. Well, see, we had now have two huge retirements in the last calendar year, John McClain and J.J. Watt. Well, the difference is Watt is retiring from the game, and I only retired from the Chronicle, okay. which is why I work for Gallery Sports and Sports Radio 610 and SportsRadio610.com. And co-host a podcast that I hear is pretty damn good, too, the Utopia Football Podcast. So It was. If I could just get that a better co-host, it'd be great. Seth, are you available? <laughs> you don't want to be my co-host. How did I get on the Landry list? <laughs> the right. Landry You're list. stuck with Pendergast the, the same way Cohen's stuck with Correa. <laughs> Yesterday, Sean, you did a great job as the MC at the Tax Act Texas Bowl lunch, and that Thank was a you. lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun at the game tonight. I'll be there early hanging out with a lot of the gridiron legends, one of the best weekends of the year. Hey, Week, one of the best times of the year. It is. Hey, John, did you see – and we'll get to J.J. Watt here in a second, I promise. Did you see that the the moment of that old Miss player, C.J. Terrell, singing um, Tennessee Whiskey went viral last night? Oh, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, oh yeah. We had a viral moment that I was involved with at the uh, at the team lunch, and I got to find oh. the audio for that. Yeah, I, it was a lot of fun. It was a good time. It was a good time. So, um, right in the middle of all the festivities, JJ Watt posts that he's retiring. John, were you surprised that JJ Watt is walking away from the game right now? I was surprised. I was on for four hours yesterday with Sean Bajani, and I started talking to Sean about Texans Watt's contracts up. Texans reach out. See if he wants to come back, play a couple more years, and finish his career in Houston. And right when we get off the air, I see Watts tweet, and I had tweeted, I had texted him, tell him, uh, tell him what we were talking about, seeing if he would have any kind of response. And then I saw his retirement, so I was stunned because he's been healthy, even though he had to have he had atrial fibrillation, he had to have his heart shocked back into rhythm, but he didn't miss a game, and he has nine and a half sacks the most he had since 2018 when he had 16. And he's been on a tear in his last two games with three sacks, 11 tackles, five tackles for loss, and five quarterback hits. And he's played his most snaps. So I think he's he's going out in style, not going out rehabbing for an injury. And I'll be really surprised if the first game next season the Texans don't uh, make him the third person and second former player with Andre Johnson after Bob McNair to be in the ring of honor at NRG stadium. Uh, John, this is what I wonder. And I, uh, yeah, I have no, I have no doubt that JJ right now is retiring and in his mind, it's final. 
But we've seen more and more now some of these veteran players get signed, like Linval Joseph or Ndamukong Sue to, to T.Y. Hilton. These playoff contenders will sign a veteran who's been sitting out on the street. Do you think that J.J. ends up getting tempted by uh, the Cowboys or somebody like that late next season? I have no idea. I thought they would leave the Cardinals and want to go to a team that give them a chance to go to the Super Bowl. But I think after the incident with his heart, He's got his son, Koa. Uh, I'm curious to see if his wife, Kalea, will continue to play professional soccer in Chicago. I'm told they got a great home out in Arizona, a great life. And and, uh, so I'll I'll be surprised he comes back. I think the networks, all of them, will line up to try to get him for studio shows. And with YouTube paying $2.5 billion, uh, if I'm YouTube, he's the first person I'm reaching out. To if I'm Amazon, I'm trying to reach out to him. And some of those shows, you know, the guys on there are almost as old as I am. And I think they'd want to get younger. And having a guy like Watt, he turns 34 in March, who is as well known as he is and is such a good talker, I would think there'd be a battle for him. And uh, he's not going to get Tom Brady money, $37 million from Fox, but I think he would be paid handsomely if indeed that's what he wants to do. Is that what Brady's making thirty-seven million a year from Fox? Thirty-seven-five when yeah. he finishes playing. Yep. <laughs> Isn't that wild. Oh boy. <laughs> We're better sorry. Be I, mean, I got to take a break for a moment. Hold on. <laughs> Seth needs to smoke a cigarette on behalf of Tom Brady. I'm just him. thinking of like whether whether Brady's going to play next year or not. But he's got the life of being like Don Meredith, but with thirty-seven million dollars a year coming. He's to him. just sitting there waiting for him. Yeah, like, yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy. Dandy Tom. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's, uh, okay, so uh, okay, back to reality. Um, I think that. Regardless of whether or not he, he plays there, Sean and I were discussing this earlier. Is there any chance at all, as a three-time defensive MVP, that he doesn't go in on the first ballot of the Hall of Fame? No, no, because um, here's some things um, that I looked up, and this is all in a column I've written for Gallery Sports. In Watt's best four-year period, he had 69 sacks, more than anybody in history. In Reggie White's best four-year four-year stint, he had 68. Reggie White's the greatest defensive player I've seen. Lamar Taylor is right behind him. Lawrence Taylor's right behind him. And his four-year best was 63. So he is six behind Watt. And I looked up Bruce Smith and Aaron Donald. Smith's was 55. Donald's was 59. So during that four-year period, J.J. blew everybody away and had more than Reggie White. So I looked up J.J.'s six best seasons, including this one with two games remaining, and he had 94 and a half. Reggie White had 99. Lawrence Taylor, 87 and a half. Bruce Smith, 84. Aaron Donald, 81. And uh, I think J.J., because there were he's the only guy had at least 20 sacks two years. He was great against a run, and he played he, because he started every game this year. There were eight seasons in which he played every game. And um, so I think, no, I think he'll be a no-brainer. I've been trying to read and listen to people around the country, especially people who are on the Hall of Fame Selection Committee, uh, to see what they thought. And I can't find anybody that said he's not a first ballot. John, I said earlier to Seth and to the audience that we need to root for Tom Brady to play at least one more year. 
because I don't need all the Patriot fans flooding Canton the year JJ goes in. I just don't, I, I don't want the hassle of a bunch of drunk chowds running around Canton. I'd, I'd like a little a little bit of peace and quiet while I'm there. I saw speculation not only on Brady but on Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers not going to walk away. No way from sixty million. But if he did. Can you imagine what that class would be like? And I agree with you. I would imagine that uh, that the Texans fans and, and Houston fans and people have great respect for Watt with other teams, not just because of what he did as a player, but what he did away from football. I don't know if there's any player who did more off the field than Watt did. And I have in this in the column I wrote, there's very little few statistics. It's all stories that I know about what, starting with the first time that there was the lockout in Levin and the Barry family, the mm. parents had been killed in the wreck and the two sons paralyzed below the waist and the daughter, her bones were broken, but she recovered. And I remember a chronicle story listing the dignitaries, politicians and celebrities who had been to the hospital to visit the children and way down at the bottom and said, newest Texan, J.J. White. Mm. And that was during a lockout. He was down here working out with his teammates unofficially. And so when the lockout ended, I asked him, I said, did you, did your family know the Barry family? He said, no. I said, well, why don't, did you keep going to the hospital? He said, I just wanted to see if there was anything I could do to lift their spirits. And I thought right then, wow, he, just, he doesn't even live here yet. And he's down there. He's over there seeing the kids and they remain really good friends with him. And, my all-time favorite story about J.J. was a mother filmed her little girl crying because she asked the little girl what was wrong. She said, I'll never be able to marry J.J. Watt. And so mom filmed it, put it on social media, and somehow it found its way to J.J. And the family one day loaded in the car. They went to NRG Stadium, told the kids they were going to buy tickets to a concert. Instead of going to the ticket office, they went in, and there's – J.J. holding a jersey <laughs> and a PR guy holding up his laptop playing Here Comes a Bride. <laughs> White got on one knee, asked her to marry him, put the jersey on, picked her up, danced around the lobby with the parents sobbing. And I thought, you know, who does that? You know, And I remember one time he showed up at a birthday party in a backyard out of nowhere to surprise somebody, a teenager. And remember the story where the kid from he, J.J. gone to the Great Britain put out a lot of pictures about it. And the kid wrote him, said, hey, dude, if you come back and come to Ireland, come visit me and my family. So he did. <laughs> Showed up. They were in shock, ended up becoming good friends, and he flew the family over here to come to a Texas game. I've just never seen anybody got such a big kick out of doing things for people. And I asked him early in his career, why do you do this? And he talked about the way his parents brought him up to help others. But he said, you know, I'm single. I don't. I don't go to bars and clubs, and I'm not going to lay around on my sofa watching Sports Center every day. So I want to do things for people when I can, and someday I'll be married. Then I'll lay around on this sofa watching Sports Center. Yep, and here we are. <laughs> here we are. A nice little epilogue to that story is that 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 little girl is now a woman with a uh, human-sized uh, Kalia Ohai voodoo doll. Uh, <laughs> right. Which is, yeah. <laughs> she interrupted the wedding. She's like, <laughs> Speak now or forever hold your peace. She's like 15 now, like, I, I am legally married to this man. <laughs> I found out last night, talking to a couple of people, that, and this never got out. J.J. used to, every Christmas, get up and go over to Texas Children's Hospital 
and then go in unannounced with presents for the kids and talk to them and their parents. Yeah, there's a lot of untold J.J. Watt stories for sure behind the scenes, no doubt. John, uh, to transition into current Texans news for a little bit, and by the way, somebody just, uh, one of our listeners said that J.J. has turned all of his social media images back over to, this can't be true, uh, to Texans gear, but he's still playing for the Cardinals. I can't imagine that that's true. I'll check. Uh, Do your thing. That would be kind of messed up. I don't know. Um, Maybe it's one picture or something. So, uh, John, you know, every time, every now and then when Sean and I get here a little bit early, I'll, I'll ask Sean, explain the Trinity to me again, please, like the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. I just can't quite grasp everything, uh, God being three people. And then that's when I learned that Sean is a horrible, horrible Catholic um, who can't explain it for squat. But also, I feel like the same thing happens when I, when I ask him, Sean, explain to me how I can hope that the Texans get the number one overall pick, but also hope that the Texans win some games here at the end. Like, how do I reconcile those two things? Is there a way, in all of your wisdom and years in the NFL, John, you explain to me, how can I how can I hope for a win this weekend without, like, screwing myself and the other hope that we get the number one overall pick? You know, uh, Lovey Smith, the players, assistant coaches, they all want to win out. They want to finish the season with a three-game winning streak and five five successful performances, even though they lost to Dallas and Kansas City. But if you need a quarterback like they do, you want to have your choice. And so we kicked around the last two days. Do you want to make do you want to win or do you want to make sure you get the first pick? Well the best thing to be would be to win and have the teams right behind you lose. So you'd still get the number one pick. But to me, uh and the Jets are a good example. Do you think the Jets wish they had lost a couple more games two years ago when they got caught? They got uh, Wilson second after Lawrence went first overall. Now there's no Lawrence in there right now in the valuation process. Somebody's been picked since he was a freshman to be the first overall pick whenever he came out, as Andrew Luck was in 2012. But uh, we had Ross Tucker on yesterday. He was great. He, it's obvious he's watched Bryce. Young a lot. I can't wait to watch him in this last game. I've seen probably eight or nine of Alabama's games this year. And, uh, it was interesting listening to Ross talk about how you, how you play and coach a guy that size. And, uh, so I'd like to see Nick Casario have his pick any player in the country, starting with a quarterback. I believe we all would love for them to get a franchise quarterback. So get the first pick, however you do it. Yeah, you know what I also do? I feel like I've got a bunch of different drafts loaded up just in case where I look at, you know, like 2018 where the Bills traded up to seven because cause they had to – look, they missed out on Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, oh. all right? It's just, it just wasn't in the cards to get either of those two guys. How do you recover from that? They settled for Josh Allen, yeah. and they made do, yeah. you know? They made do. Mm-hmm. I remember when Josh Allen late combine, pro days, everything. The guy's never been accurate. He's not going to be accurate. He's got a great arm. He uh, didn't play well against the best competition he played against, but he's just not accurate. You know what? Most guys who are not accurate through their college careers don't get accurate. But he, in his case, he has. He turned himself into a franchise quarterback. And uh, do you think that the Dolphins wish, in retrospect, they'd taken Justin Herbert over to a considering – to his injury situation. So yeah. you can still find quarterbacks, of course, but you it's good to have choices. You know what else, by the way, that draft that I had forgotten 
where I just, I, I'm still sometimes amazed that Steve Kime still has a job. That the Cardinals had actually traded up to get Josh Rosen. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot that they had traded up to get Josh oh, Rosen. Yeah. <laughs> a yeah. first, a third, and a, a, a fifth. Yeah. Yep, yep. If, if they, I'm interested to see if they're one of the teams that goes after Sean Payton, and Payton's going to demand control of all personnel, like he had in New Orleans where he ran everything. And Kime's got that leave of absence. He's been in the organization for a long time. Might be time for them to start over. Payton would like to have quarterback. Don't know what he thinks about Kyler Murray and his work ethic. And if he goes to Denver for the most money in history, does he think that he can fix Russell Wilson by doing a better job? So can't wait to see where he lands. Mike Florio's pushing him go back to New Orleans and have Brady as his quarterback, I got I guess at this point, anything is possible. But boys, what's happened to them out there in Arizona is very strange because they're playing their third quarterback. They've had injuries like the Titans have had, and there's some thought that it, that uh, Michael Bidwell might give Cliff Kingsbury another season. But uh, I'd be surprised. John, what do you got going on on your various platforms? And a reminder: we are recording our next episode in a few hours here. I look forward to, to recording our Utopia podcast. Love doing that with you three times a week. Can't wait to get on to the draft when the season's over. I've got Watt at, on SportsRadio610.com and Watt on uh, Gallery Sports. Yep, that's an easy one. J.J. Watt is the hit today for sure. John McClain brought to you by HornSolutions.net. John, we'll talk in a little while. Thanks. Guys, thank you very much. Seth, Sean, Happy New Year. You too. Thanks, John. Appreciate you. That is John McClain joining us for his weekly visit here on a Wednesday. All right, up next, Wade Phillips, his thoughts on J.J. Watt. Wade Phillips was reportedly the guy that metaphorically or figuratively stood on the table for J.J. Watt in the war room back in 2011 when the Texans drafted him. Wade Phillips' thoughts on J.J. Watt's career and some good J.J. Watt stories as well from at Son of Bum next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.